0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another marvelous Monday of Common Sense Uncensored. And as always, I want to remind you that if you'd like to have some GFBS merchandise, go to gfbsmerch.com. Follow us on Rumble. Any questions or comments, call 701-213-0863. Of course, we're out on that Facebook page and you can comment. And I will attempt to stream your comments into the chat Today, today we have Mr. Marvin Lep on board. And Marvin, how the heck are you out there in the western part of the state? Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to agree. I got to agree. We uh, Grand Forks is not that bad. We, we got maybe four or five inches of Grand Forks, but uh, I was up uh, in Walhalla and it started snowing Wednesday morning and it didn't stop until Friday late evening. And we probably got ten to thirteen inches, and then the snow and the cold. So, unfortunately, winter is here, my dear.
1: Yeah, we're not getting rid of it.
0: No, I think I think we're <laughs> I think I think we're stuck. I think we're stuck. But you know, I, I was really glad when you said you could be on today because one of the things I really wanted to talk about is the fact that uh, we. The governments today, and and a lot of our politicians and stuff, and especially the media, seems to be very, very good at dividing and conquering. And we, we, we work with several groups and stuff where we try to do research and we try to keep tabs on our politicians here in North Dakota. And we just had a special session, which was interesting. And so I'd like to talk to you about a couple of things today. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what down during the special session, uh, according to your view. But I'd also really like to talk to you about why we can't seem to get it together, why the western part of the state seems to be the western part, the eastern part of the state seems to be the eastern part. We have good conservatives on both sides of the state, but we just can't seem to get our poop in a group.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's so many different things going on. And it goes back to, like, you look at our grassroots groups. Um, we have so many people that are involved in so many things, but you have um, the Tioga group, the Sons of Liberty, who is across the state. But then you look at um, some of the other groups that are out there. Um, there's the NDCAM, there's the, um, the, well, there used to be North Dakota Freedom Defenders and um, a few other groups there too. And I feel and I'm not saying this is any particular group I feel that a lot of our problem comes to um, ego where we can't put our egos as aside and move forward as a whole and there's times for even me, it's hard to set aside something when you know you're kind of on the right path, where you need people to pay attention and listen, and then you just you kind of end up out in out in no man's land by yourself, and that's that's kind of unfortunate, if you know what I mean.
0: I do. There's there's been plenty of times uh, in my life where I've worked with a group of people uh, in a corporate structure where something was wrong and as usual everybody goes oh yeah yeah we support you no problem you 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 go and we're, we're going to be right there behind you and inevitably you find yourself alone standing on a hill with a thousand arrows from a administration and and the higher-ups coming at you and you turn around to look for everybody that said they'd follow you and there's nobody there and so you feel like you're kind of hung out to dry in some areas and in other areas you, you have so many people who want to be running things and while i understand that that need we also need we also need boots on the ground and that you can't always be the person in charge that's given the orders to all the boots on the ground occasionally i all got to have your boots on the ground too and i'm just like you said i'm 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 so frustrated sometimes because sometimes i think we spend more time sniping at each other then we do the realization of who, who who it is we're actually trying to get after. And that's the people that are writing the wrong legislation and everything else. That sometimes seems to me to get lost.
1: I guess the the one that really, the the thing that really bothers me is like, at this point, they know we're going to show up for district meetings. right? They know we're going to show up for district elections. They know we're going to be there for all of this stuff. And I think for me, it gets frustrating when I'm told, well, you need to be quiet about that. And really, is it a matter of being quiet? Because honestly, at this point, if they already know we're going to be there, what's there to hide? And and that's, that's the part of it that bothers me. It's not secret anymore. We've had enough secret crap for the last 20 years. I agree. We have. And that's what got us to the point that we're at is all this stuff that happens behind closed doors is why we're at where we're at i mean you even look at the special session um senator magram was talking about some money that was earmarked in a bill and he straight up said the name of the company and everybody's like oh well we, we, can't, we can't say that, and they all kind of joked about it, but it's like, why can't we talk about the fact that $125 million is earmarked to one specific company?
0: I agree. You know, that's, that's disturbing. Well, and it's hamstrings you because yeah. you, you, you can't go forth and do any work if uh, the company that shall not be named. I mean, I'm just sitting here going, right? I'm just going, you know, let's drop the gloves and let's pull it out here and let's go. Let's I, I get so tired of this, well, we're gonna sneak up on them. No, no, we're not. We're not we, we, are, we are not Elmer Fudd and they are not the Waskly Wabbits. I'm just I'm just sitting here going, I, I get lost. I get lost. And I understand exactly what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a secret anymore. They They know we're coming. They know we're doing this stuff. We know they're doing that stuff because they're not even lying about the fact that's happening. It's just, it's there, you know? So at what point do you just shake your head like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's actually being talked about like this? And there's also, like, there's a lot of arrogance that comes from our elected officials, unfortunately, and they forget that we're their employer, not their customer. But I guess... Let he's who was, he who who is without sin cast the first stone, right? Well. <laughs> and, and that goes back to that ego. There's a lot of times <laughs> Shiloh kind of got after me a little bit. He goes, you had a great interview the other night um, when I had Coachman and uh, Lydia. On. Mm-hmm. He goes, say um too much. <laughs> and when I say um when I'm talking, it's not even because I'm trying to find a pillar. Half the time it's because I'm toning down a question, or if I'm upset about a situation, I use um as that fill as a way to bite my tongue. And it was funny when I was campaigning, I actually went, it was like three weeks um, where I was having issues talking because I literally bit my tongue so I wouldn't say something.
0: <laughs> well, I can relate. I, 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 I
1: uh, <laughs> you do. I didn't do. know long enough to know, so I kept re-biting where I bit it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, and I relate because there's, there's plenty of times when, when Bruce, you know, will figuratively want to reach out and just grab my, my knee, like, okay, kid, ooh, breathe, breathe slow, breathe, late, because he'll, he'll even look at me and go, well, that escalated quickly because I can go from zero to oh hell no, really fast, and so I right. have to, I have to really, and so. <laughs> But, see, that's what I'm kind of getting at is we, we seem to be taking great pleasure sometimes in in sniping at each other. And it seems to me that so many people that sometimes I'm involved with either expect just total blind loyalty or or go away. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm allowed to have an opinion that's different from yours, and we can sit down and discuss it even within here. Because what I'm getting from... Even my own district, people are saying, why aren't you running as a Republican? I said, because my district basically said they wanted my money, and then they wanted me to sit down and shut up. And That's not the way you run a political party. And right. I don't want that creeping in to some of the grassroots stuff that we're trying to do, where we have a few people that have self-anointed themselves leaders, uh, and then they do the same thing that the politicians do, which is treat the rest of us like minions.
1: Yep. And we're seeing it all over. We are fortunate.
0: Well, and we have enough people attempting to divide and conquer us as it is without adding to it. And you'll you'll see it sometimes in some of the chats and things when we're discussing things like the special session and stuff that came out. People were like, well, did you see what they did here? Did you see what they did there? And someone would say, Well, you know, that's not the biggest thing on the plate. I'm willing to let that go. How could you let that go? It's it's frustrating. It's it's frustrating to me to understand that. Yes, I understand it's your priority, but is it the priority? And we have so much special interests, we we, we seem to be I'll say one thing about the other side is is those politicians, they're focused because they know exactly where they're going. They know exactly what they need to accomplish, which is basically to, to remove our voices. And they're doing it well. Yeah, they are. And I just don't know what to do. You had some suggestions because I know you were at a you were at a sense of liberty. What can we do, do you think, to get more people to be less keyboard warriors and and more where they're running for even the The offices that aren't what one might consider to be glorious, the, the school boards, the the county seats, the the city, the the economic development committees, the the small things where they would potentially have some impact.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's so many things that you can do, and I just don't think people realize that. Um, even little involvement. I mean, door knocking for a candidate that you support, um, being involved with that sort of stuff, it's kind of a crucial thing because we need to be there. Uh, You need to be there for candidates. You need to be, even if you're not willing to door knock, I mean, send emails, make people aware. But really, I think our biggest struggle right now is we're not seeing... We're not seeing who's running yet. And that bothers me. Like, we already know we got nine different people running for for president. Yep. Who's running for governor? Yep. I could give you a list of rumored names.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could too.
1: I, I could give you a list of possible candidates. I mean, um, you even look, uh, that gal that ran against Rick last year, I've heard that she's announced for running for um, for senate against the Kramer now. Really? So that's what I've heard. Um, so we're actually with our show. I think Shiloh and I were talking about the other night, and he's like, "Well, heck, let's have her on. See what she has to say." And and that's the thing. Like, you know where we're at. Yeah. You know where we stand on our views. But it's like we've said together, I mean, we're not always going to agree with our guests, but let's have a conversation.
0: Well, exactly. You know? And we've got, we've got plenty of petitions that are, are going up. We've got the voting petition. We've got the property tax petition. You know, we've got things that we're trying to work on. And, and I'll, I'll tell people, I said, well, would you, know, would you be willing to do the petition? Oh, I don't know. And he, the thing is, I'm not asking anybody to go talk to strangers. I'm saying, how many people do you know that live in North Dakota, even husbands and wives, if you know 20 families that you know are tired of property taxes, that could be 40 signatures. Yep. And you don't, you know, you don't have to do much other than, <laughs> other than pick up the phone or drive by in your pickup truck and stop by and see John and Sandy and say, hey, you know, we've been talking at church that you're tired of property tax. Would you be willing to sign this petition? It doesn't. We don't need to take people completely out of their comfort zones. And I, I think that people are, are, are scared. I don't know if it's apathy so much as being scared. I want to continue with this. But first, I need to take our first profit margin break for Churchill Shoes.
2: October is SAS month at Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Churchill Shoes is in their new location and all SAS Shoes are on sale all October long. Churchill Shoes has been in business for over 65 years and know what the best shoes are for your comfort and well-being, it's SAS Shoes churchill shoes can cater to all your footwear needs whether men's or women's shoes from slim to triple wide open monday through friday from nine to five and saturdays from nine to three call 701-772-8256 or go online at churchillshoesnd.com sas shoes your feet will be glad you got them at churchill shoes in the grand Cities mall
0: And they are indeed having a sale. I can see the sale sign right out my window. So go over there and check out Churchill Shoes. They've got some awesome deals going on today. And they're comfortable shoes. And we are into comfortable shoe weather because it's winter. Okay. The thing that that I'm trying to get to people is you don't have to do the big things. Uh, If if you don't have the time to dedicate to a, a meeting for the school board or for the city commission, there are smaller things that you can do, and if you do have a special uh, special program or special thing that you want to make sure gets done, by all means do that. But, but take a look at the sometimes the bigger picture and realize that it's not necessarily that much of a time commitment, but it is going to be a bit of a commitment.
1: Well, it, well petitions upset me. I know. Oh. Petitions upset me, and it's not because I don't believe in the petition process. Um, Like, we have three petitions right now that are submitted to the uh, Secretary of State's office that are supposed to be out for circulation. You have the uh, age limit on our representatives. You have the election integrity initiative, and you have the property tax initiative. What upsets me about the petitions is the people that are aren't willing to sign it and it's not it's not that you're saying that you're going to vote for this right and i don't think people understand that but why it upsets me so much is when i ran for secretary of state we went to the state convention we were collecting signatures there because i mean hey you got two thousand republicans in one location you know, it should be pretty easy to whip up the 750 signatures I need, and we did. We did pretty well there. But what bothered me the most was the people that wouldn't sign it, and the reason that they wouldn't sign it, um, including my own district chair, and he had said that he wasn't going to sign it because he had already pledged to Michael. How? Fantastic! Vote for Michael.
0: Exactly.
1: Fantastic. I'm not asking you to vote for me. I'm asking for you to give me a chance to run. Um, The one that really bothered me, though, was a former um, chair and not Perry. Uh, Our former chair, a former senator or house member something like that. He went so far as to even go a step further. Well, that's what happens when you're late to the game was his response. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it upsets me because that's the way a lot of this is viewed is it viewed as a game? Yep, they're playing games with our lives, and, and that's I think that's emboldened me further. Is because every time I hit a wall like that, it just makes me more upset like chickens,
3: <laughs>
1: chickens. When I reached out to Bismarck, I was simply asking what it would take to get um, it brought back for consideration. That was it. That was all my email consisted of. And I had linked in some other information, a livability survey for Bismarck, a few other things where this livability survey had actually recommended allowing this. But instead of Finding out what steps I needed to take, I got two responses back saying that they will never vote for it, and a city attorney that reached out to me and said, well, to avoid creating quorum, none of the other members of the council are going to reach out back to you.
0: Yeah, which is to me is political gamesmanship.
1: I was literally asking what we needed to do to bring it forward for consideration. That's it? I didn't want to know how they were voting. I didn't want to know any of that. But I figured since it had already been brought up once within the last two years, they already had it drafted. But now we're going to roll through the petition process because I don't know what else to do at this point.
0: Well, see, and that's what's so frustrating. And I ran into that, too, because people have told me, because I'm running as an independent again, and people have said, oh, that's death. And I said, I don't care if it's death. Uh, the reason I'm doing it is because it's it's the way I feel. Because I could not have been made to feel less comfortable, less wanted. And uh, I was treated poorly at the Republican district meetings. They were fine as long as I wanted to show up and hand them money, which they were asking at every corner. They wanted some money. Uh, but the minute that I said, yeah, well, I'd I'd like to, to speak and run for position. Well, we already have our people. Well, that's great. You know, I understand that you've got the two guys that were here before, but I would like to have the opportunity. Well, we just don't do it like that. Again, I wasn't t- demanding that somebody vote for me, but what I wanted was to be a consideration to get on the ballot as a Republican. And you would have thought that I was out, out kicking puppies and beating old people, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was just the reaction I got was, "How dare you?" No, it, it's just it's me asinine.
1: Me, correct me if I'm wrong, but did both of your house members take donations from the governor?
0: Yes. One of them, in fact, at least one of them I know actually got a wonderful donation from Pfizer. It was showed up on his his ex- disclosure. So I'm just sitting here going, they, they, when I had to send in my disclosure, it was real easy. Who gave you money? Nobody. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't ask. I, I just, I just, when I needed stuff, I, I ponied up my own money, my husband's, my money, and we went, we went and did it. And the only thing I was asking for people was to consider voting for me. That's the only thing I asked anybody. And when, yep. and, and I mean, to me, I wasn't I wasn't calling anybody a liar or anything but what I was walking around with was people's voting records and I took heat for that. I said these are their voting records. If this is how you would have voted on these topics, you got the, you got the people you want. But this is how I would have voted on these topics. And I got lambasted. How dare you? How dare you say that the Republicans aren't voting correctly? And I said they voted to allow little boys in little girls' locker rooms at be a choice of any school district that they want. Now, that sounds like you're allowing education to have some freedom there. But the problem is, so Hillsborough says, no, we don't want that. Fargo says, yes, we do. The two come together to play a game. Now we have a problem because Susie may be playing Jack. and But Jack feels like a girl today. And um, Jack may be in somebody's locker room. I mean, it, it made no sense to me. And I said, both of them voted that way. How dare you? It's the truth. Since when has the truth been an issue? Apparently it is now.
1: Yeah. And we had um, we had Mark on with uh, North Dakota Family Alliance here a couple weeks ago. I'm like, man, we should just roll together all these different um the ratings: the North Dakota Right to Life, the Family Alliance, the other ones, and put them together because they all do a sample of like five to ten um, different bills. It'd be interesting to see if you put together fifty bills and put a weighted rate to that and see where people really stand. You know, because uh, it because they all score on different things. Yes. So let's see a clear snapshot of. Here are 50 bills that these groups say are important to families in North Dakota. Let's see what those totals look like when it's all said and done.
0: But see, that's where we're back to those priority things again. And the reason yeah. is is because all of those organizations are out asking for money, and yeah. and money's the driver. As is, as I always say, follow the money. And we can't seem to get out of our own way. The Republicans didn't want me involved because, well, you might not bring in the money or, or you might take money from somebody. And I'm like, does, does this not have anything to do with what your um, character says, what, what you, how you would like to vote, how you feel about representing people uh, and how you talk? I mean, none of this is making sense to me. And I'm watching within even supposedly the Republican Party of North Dakota, I'm considered a right-wing extremist. There you go. What can I say? <laughs> there I am, the right-wing extremist, little old me, because I happen to have some pretty definitive views. Yeah. And well, I don't waffle. Know
1: I, you know where I stand when it comes to labels. I try to avoid them all I can. Yeah. Um, and it's not because... I don't feel a certain way. It's just I don't feel like getting lumped into something that I may not necessarily agree on. And with me believing in a conversation, like I want to be known as a Christian. Yeah. I want to be known as a father and a husband. And after that, let I'll let people make their own decisions because I'll argue either side of a conversation just to have a conversation. Whether I agree with what I'm arguing or not, I want to push people and see what they have to say. And like this last week, our our wonderful governor started talking about how much money that we have in North Dakota. And oh, it, yes. it, was, it was about two-minute clip or so from a press conference because he was upset about the income tax bill. And he's talking about we have billions here and we've made 300 and some th- million dollars since the end of session. And, you know, we have all these different incomes. And it's like he literally made the case for property tax and why to eliminate it. Yeah. And so we put it out through the here's the deal page and we put it out there. And I had somebody actually get into a debate with me because they're like, well, why do you keep hanging up on the oil stuff? Because of the two bills where they just gave money away to oil companies for tax ex- or extraction tax. He's like, well, oil, this oil, that oil, this I'm like, I'm using that as the example because that's the largest example that's out there right now when you do the math. Yep. It's the largest example of money just given away. And he's like, well, I want, I want the oil companies to be paying property tax, but honestly, how much property do they they actually own in North Dakota? They own mineral rights. Yes. They lease property. But I can't say that they own the well sites, can you? Nope. So they're not paying property tax, and we give them a reduction on extraction tax.
0: And we, in the meantime, we can't seem to get any property tax relief because no matter how we ask for it, Oh, we, we we were generous, we gave you 50 bucks. Oh, wow, thank you so much. I don't know how I'm I'll go out to McDonald's with uh, you know, my husband, and that'll take care of that 50 bucks. And then his big thing with the income tax. I have never in my life heard one person in North Dakota complain about the income tax. Not one.
1: Yeah, well, and they originally wanted to reduce it to zero for everybody, but it ended up being that one and a half percent flat tax drop yeah. which really if you're in the bottom two brackets doesn't mean anything but once you clear that five hundred thousand dollar year mark that's quite a bit of a uh that's a, a nice that was given up
0: that's nice that's i mean that's a that's a hey yeah
1: and, and like i think his numbers were it was like 700 some dollars per family if you have two working couples. Well. Honestly speaking, I'd rather take the five thousand dollars I pay in my property tax. Yes. Versus seven hundred dollars worth of
0: income tax. Oh hell to the be yes! Because you can choose not to work. How do you choose to just? Say, well, um, oh, I just got. I guess I'm going to give up my house today. I can choose not to work. I'm. I especially at my age, I'm. I'm retired. I can choose not to work, but they can take your house for any reason.
1: Yeah. You're you're literally l- renting your property for the lifetime that you're in it.
0: Exactly. I've got one more property tax on, excuse me, executive properties. So that's where I got the property from. Prop, profit margin break. Take
2: it away. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP?
0: Okay, say, Paul, this would probably be a good time to drop that video into. I want, I want our people to be able to watch this video because I titled the show Divide and Conquer, and we were talking a little bit about just within our two parties here. Let's take a look at what this gentleman has to say, if we can.
3: So in 1980, a communist defects. his name's Yuri Besmanov. He comes to America and he spills the beans. He says, people think a KGB like James Bond. He goes, nah, it's pretty simple. All we do, we study groups. We do critical theory. We study all the different groups. We find out which ones we can pit against which ones. And he said um, that it's a demoralizing period. And they also want to identify public opinion molders, right? Because you want to sway the people. So you got to get in charge of the, the people that are molding in the media, in education, and the pulpit, and he says, this is a 20-year period. You invite them to your parties, you invite them to your rich clubs, and you pull them in a socialist direction. Then the next phase is a destabilizing phase where you get the country to spend, 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 right, under the guise of recovery. You get them to waste money on infrastructure and bankrupt them. And then the next is a crisis that you blow out of proportion, fan across the country, get everybody to panic, and then you do your coup or your rigged election. And then there's a normalization Everybody gets used to the new norm of not having the Freedoms they had before. So in 1980, a communist defects. His name's Yuri Bezmenov. He comes to America. Okay. And he spills so the beans. He says, you, People think a KGB like James Bond. Hang Bob. on. It's, nah. It's it was simple. so good. All We're we going to get to hear some
0: Okay. So w- the reason I had us play that is because it's the, di- the divide and conquer. It's pretty much explained exactly what we're going through and what we're fighting. And we just can't seem to get our wheels under us to understand that this is taking place here in North Dakota as well.
1: I can't tell you how sick I am of the phrase, the new normal from 2020 and 2021 and our governor's press conferences. We can get back to work. We can get back to school. This is going to be the new normal. Like. I know. (laughs) That phrase pisses me off. I'm sorry. It does. It does because we heard it so much, so much.
0: And there's been and so many people that have accepted it.
1: Well, back to what we were talking about right before we went to to that, um, I actually was talking to somebody today, they're a contractor, and uh, he was talking about building permits. He goes, it used to be we'd spend 800 bucks for a building permit to put up a house. He goes, this wasn't very long ago. It was like 800 bucks for a building permit. He goes, now there's so many contractors that are are quitting, that are closing down because they have bid these jobs. And the price of materials has gone up. The price of permits has gone up. The price of everything has gone up so much. He's like, it's 3,600 bucks now to get a contract to build a home. Wow. In just a few years, and you look at the cost of lumber. I mean, you go buy a green treated two by four at Menards. That used to be pennies on the dollar to what they are now. And at the height of COVID, I think they spiked over twelve, thirteen bucks per board.
0: It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what it is, and they twist. Yeah, because and they they're, they they haven't been kiln dried well enough. They twist. So you put something in, and you sit there and stand back, and you watch it dry, and it twists on you.
1: Yeah. And. And I feel that's that analogy, that twisting is what we're seeing here now, too, because we have so many people that are running for office that they're going to do this and they're going to do that and they're going to do the other thing. And then they once they get into the position, they do just like that green treated two by four and they twist.
0: I'm so tired of listening to people. I keep telling everybody this meaning talk. Talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. what. Have they done since they were in there? Because we as people tend to vote for a name. In fact, when when I was running, you know, and I wanted to, to, to get signatures to get on the ballot, all I get like you, all I wanted to do was get on the ballot. And I had people going, "Well, I know so and so," I went, "So do I." Well, I don't think I want to sign your petition to put you on the ballot because I know them why not look like you? Why not allow me the chance to get out there? I'm not asking you to vote for me. I'm asking for your uh, ability to try to get me on the ballot and then see what I can bring to the table. It's like, nobody wants to even have that their, their status quo moved.
1: You know, and that brings us right back around to the conversation we started the show with, um, When I was up in Devil's Lake, I spoke about the three things that we need to get these groups together. And my point was, is because I had to ask the question, well, why can't we gain any traction as a grassroots organization? And I go, because you need three things in North Dakota to succeed. You're going to need that lightning rod. You're going to need that one person that everybody gravitates to. Somebody that's solid, somebody that hasn't put on their tinfoil hat, somebody who's respected because they are honest. They're not disrespectful. They're not condescending. They're not looking for a fight. They're looking to be there for the people, not for the party. I go, so you need that lightning rod. I go after that, you're going to need a whip. You're going to need somebody that's going to keep everybody on task when it comes to projects, when it comes to door knocking, when it comes to doing these call outs. because if you don't have somebody that's willing to do that side of the work to manage the back office, so to speak, and keep everybody moving forward, you're gonna any sort of traction you have behind your lightning rod is gone, and the last thing you need is you need one person anchored into research, whether it's vetting candidates or it's vetting um, Upcoming debates where they're looking into topics so that when a candidate's on stage, they're talking from a very pragmatic, logical standpoint that they can verify instead of just shooting from the hip. Because when you get raw emotion involved, when you get that raw emotion involved, that's where crazy stuff comes out of your mouth.
0: (laughs) I have to agree. And that's that's part of what I have to try to back up every once in a while. Because like I said, I can go from calm to oh, sweet Jesus, have mercy (laughs) real quickly.
1: (laughs) And and like Shiloh and I have talked about that, but here's the deal. He goes, well, he goes, I don't know how you stay so calm all the time, Marvin. I go, because I can't afford to lose my temper, Shiloh. I can't. Because when you lose your temper, when you get angry, when you... Start saying something that's only you can't verify. It's really easy to lump you into into a crowd that you may not necessarily be a part of. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, the property tax thing. Yes, my go to is on the oil stuff. But it's proven lost money it's proven lost money. And when they had asked about the part of it, the restimulation one, when they wanted to move it to zero, they had reached out and they're like, well, why don't we have any numbers for this? If you watch the hearing, why don't we have any numbers for the estimated impact on what this is going to cost? And somebody's like, well, we we just don't have numbers to go off of here. But when I heard that, I went out and looked And there's actually a North Dakota state website. It was called the Bakken Restored that talked about 7,500 capped wells in North Dakota. Right. It's really not that hard to figure out how many barrels would come out of each well per day. Multiply that by 7,500 and figure out your tax rate.
0: But see, that's the problem. They don't want facts. They want to be able to to use innuendo, they want to be able to use um, stay, keep it vague and people aren't demanding of facts people are just like, well I was told it was going to be okay and I'm good with that I don't get it, I don't get it
1: well and you look at it even like um, Representative Christensen's AI bill mm-hmm. originally it was written one way but because people were having a fit about it. Well, I don't really think we need this in North Dakota. He wrote it another way where it was, okay, well, let's define what AI is not. You know, because he he knew the importance of it. And if you look at it, that was last year already. And within the last couple of months, they've been debating AI in Washington.
0: Yes. It, like, it's ugly. North,
1: North Dakota was one of the very... First states to recognize that because of Representative Christensen. But you look at his primary stakeholder bill. Parents are the primary stakeholder in their children's future. Special session of 2020, that November session, he got a passed concurrently, 100% pass rate as a concurrent resolution. But then when he went to codify it, when he went to put it onto century code, He had to sit and fight for votes for people that had 100 percent because of the concurrent resolution. We're all sudden, you know, well, why do we need to do this or why do we need to do that? And if you look at it, if you look at the testimony, the people that were speaking out most against it were the Department of Health. Yep. The Department of Public Instruction.
0: Yep. Of course, they have no no dog in this fight. Right.
1: Yeah, so why do they not want parents to be the primary stakeholder in their children's future?
0: And why are those but, the two departments that we're currently expanding bonzo? Yes.
1: Yeah, to the tune of $10 billion for this biennium. Or Correct. Something like that. It's ridiculous. So at the end of the day, like it shouldn't be a matter of why why should I sign your petition on property tax? Because we've all seen the increases. Yours was what, 79%? Yes,
0: over 79%. Portland
1: was 49%. Bismarck I've seen varying between 7 and 15%. It should be, why aren't our representatives spending less? I agree. Why aren't our city commission spending less? Why aren't our county commission spending less? Because you look at the current... Argument that they had in Bismarck, um, Bismarck Burley Public Health put up a ten million dollar building. Yep, half a block away from their old building. What was wrong with the old building?
0: Look at all our schools. All of our schools are suddenly on a rampage to build new. They all, oh, yeah. they all, they've all come up with all of these reasons why they need. 12 15 20 even three digit millions in the case of west fargo and and everything suddenly has to be brand spanking new why what's wrong with the old stuff why a why wasn't it maintained b why can't it be fixed and c what's enrollment and even better d what are our kids
1: test scores right Well, and you look at it, like, I know they say these firms are doing these estimates for free. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, somebody's getting paid for them. Absolutely. If you go digging back through contracts and stuff for any school that's had a free architectural design, there'll be something in the builder's contract where somebody got back paid for it.
0: Absolutely. Something somewhere costs more than it should uh, there, there's, there's this fee that that doesn't have anything attached to it, that that just magically appears, because that's what we were being told was out of the goodness of their hearts. These architects in Hillsborough were attending all these meetings, were attending all the public, public things where they were talking to everybody and and taking all the heat out of the goodness of their hearts. And I'm like, oh, they won't be paid until the project comes. And I'm like. Dude, if you seriously believe that, I, I really have a bridge that I need to sell you, because there is nothing that those guys will do for no payment. Nothing. Nobody who does. Nobody.
2: I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I do too, but it's not it's quite... in this. Not in the corporate structure. You do not find that in the corporate structure. Individuals possibly will volunteer. But corporations, even small corporations, won't do a diddle unless they're, they're... free does not exist. Free is paid for somewhere, somehow, by somebody. It doesn't exist. And especially in marketing, if you're giving somebody something for free, there's somewhere in the back that it's being paid for so that you can receive this for nothing whether it's a a marketing tax rebate, you're know, you getting a kickback on your advertising. In grocery stores at Thanksgiving, we're going to see a lot of really great specials on turkeys and stuff. You're going to see detergent going up 5 or 10 cents. You're going to see stuff in other parts of the store going up. Nothing is free. It is all paid for in some manner by someone. And the government, the government doesn't generate any money. The government takes our money, and redistributes it. That it does. Really quick here, I have to do our last profit margin break for Oh 4 Heaven's Cakes, because there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, and that's where Oh For Heaven's Cakes comes in. You'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion, or in my case, just a treat. Walk in to find out more, but I'm warning you, you won't want to leave Oh, for Heaven's Cakes is located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays from 9 to noon, and you can call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or you can go to O for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com, and you can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Marvin, if you ever come to visit me, we're going to Oh, for Heaven's Cakes because, seriously, God, these things are good.
1: Hey, I'm a secret fat kid. I like it.
0: <laughs> so am I, to be honest with you. Yes, I don't spend all those hours in the gym just because I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I like eating stuff. I like eating. You, oh, you know, okay. I got to tell you, though, you mentioned three things. You mentioned the lightning rod for the people, uh, someone who wants to, can get backing you you mentioned a whip someone to keep them on task and you mentioned someone who's anchored in research i'd like to can i add a fourth sure someone who doesn't really want the job
1: i think all three of them shouldn't want the job
0: you know what i mean by that i mean yeah people said why why do you want to run i go i don't and they look at me they look at me and they go well what are you doing here i said i'm here because i feel i have to be I right? don't want the job. If you think I want to haul my fanny down to, to, every two years down to, down to Bismarck and, and play around with these people, <laughs> see, I fit my tongue there, um, play around <laughs> with these people, you're completely bananas because this is not what I want to do. I, I'm, I'm a 68-year-old woman. I, I've got a couple of businesses that I run with my husband, and you know now that I'm retired, honest to God, I really, really, really want to learn how to knit. I really do. I want to learn how to knit. But I can't do that. Because everything has gone to hell in a handbasket. And I feel like somebody's got to do something. And that's why I'm standing up. But do I want this job? No, I would gladly hand it off if somebody else would stand up and say, let me do it, kid. I'd go, yes, thank you, Jesus.
1: And, And you know, I've had the same question, like, People that know that I've run, they ask, well, are you going to run for something else? And I go, well, when I was campaigning, I said, even if I got the job for four years, I wouldn't run again unless people asked me to. I don't want to be an elected representative. Um, even to be on, Shiloh talked to me for three months. I don't know if I told you this, Kit. Shiloh was on me for three months to join as co-host for Here's the Deal. Okay. He was asking me. I kept saying no. I kept trying to find somebody else to do it. I kept suggesting possible co-hosts. I I don't like the public face. I mean, and that those three people that I mentioned, they shouldn't want to be there. They should be there because they're very good at what they do and people have asked them to be there. I agree. And, and when it comes back to this next session this next election cycle like there is two bills that i want to see brought forward and i know they'll never happen but if somebody would bring these bills forward and get them passed they'd have my vote forever um the first one elected officials cannot do business with themselves or use their office to do business with themselves yes until four years after they have been out of office yes I I don't care if it's a township, a county, a city, uh, you can't because they're using emergency sentry code on city level and school board level to shotgun through bids. Yes. Where it's going back to themselves. Yep, legislators.
0: Yep, it is.
1: And so I want to see it put on the book. And on top of that, I want to see an actual, like, fine hung on it. Unlike, you know, the critical race theory where they said, oh, well, you can't teach this in schools. But they didn't actually put any teeth to it.
0: And they also just changed the initials.
1: Yeah. But that's that's one bill. Like, here you go. If you're an elected official in North Dakota, you're not going to get rich while you're in office.
0: Good. I like it, too.
1: That's a solid bill that anybody can agree with,
0: except for a legislator,
1: right? (laughs) I can tell you which ones make the most, but well, that's a topic for a different day. That's
0: true, (laughs) and I know, I know too. But
1: the other one is is I would like to see us actually utilize the Bank of North Dakota, whether it's a township, a city, a school board. Why aren't we running all the accounts through the Bank of North Dakota? Granted, you can still use like your local first community credit union or whatnot, but all the deposits would go in there. You have to do your monthly reporting to it so that they and then make it viewable so people can see where that money's getting spent. I shouldn't have to FOIA request a school to find out how they used ESSER funds.
0: And then be charged to have them tell you. Exactly. Because suddenly it's yeah. not anybody's job to, to, to give you that information. Suddenly, because you dared to request information, you have to pay for it. And sometimes it's freaking outrageous.
1: Well, yeah. And you shouldn't have to fight for school board minutes. You shouldn't have to fight for that stuff that should be publicly available. And yeah, a lot of our smaller communities don't have an official website. But I tell you what, WordPress is 120 bucks a year. Yep. It, Pretty easy to to put it up.
0: Not just that, but uh, we seem to be being led as a state by Mr. Technology, um, the man who built an entire company and a whole bunch of hired, hired millions and millions of people all by himself. If you listen to his debates at all, Um, apparently there was no one else involved. But uh, I'm just saying, so what would be the harm in having having it set up so that those those things had to have? at least accessible, where you could go out on a state website and find that stuff, where if you, you have the meeting minutes, they're downloaded to a site, the site has them there. All you have to do is go Hillsboro, school board, boom, pick it up.
1: Yeah, well, and imagine how much easier our state auditor's job would be.
0: Well, but see, we don't want to make that easy.
1: He He's got a citizen complaint for... The tiniest town in North Dakota. I know. And he could just pop onto the State Bank of North Dakota website, start looking at numbers, go, okay, this isn't adding up, this isn't adding up, and then decide from there whether or not they wanted to pursue it further.
0: Well, the other thing that I'd like to see as a bill would be that we actually have to pursue stuff. Like with the Williston Audit, We found out terrible things, terrible things, yet our AG's office won't do anything about it because he has to be invited. Terrible things have happened. Somebody somewhere that has a position in government should give a damn and say, we need to take a look at this so we can prevent it from happening somewhere else. And everybody just seems to be getting behind that, let's just move forward.
1: Yeah, I don't I mean,
0: understand it. I don't understand it.
1: Half a billion dollars is a lot of money to go missing. It, it <laughs> you know,
0: uh, I lose, I, I lose fifty bucks. I, I'm the worst person to take to Vegas because I, I lose twenty bucks and I'm, I'm done, I'm done for the day. <laughs> and I was just like, that's it, right. I'm done. And, and they've lost half a billion dollars, like it's no big deal. And we can't get anybody at the AG's office to care.
1: I don't feel the Williston story is done.
0: Well, I'm hoping it's not because uh, I have a feeling, and I have no proof on any of this, but I just have a feeling that what we found was the tip of the iceberg. And I take a look at all of the other school districts and stuff across the state, and I take a look at our Department of Education, who was supposed to be watching this and it just makes me go who's in charge right but we're supposed to just go oh well let's see when i'm voting there's a name i recognize and i'm not allowed to ask any questions i i'm done and and when i take a look at the people that are in the grassroots and stuff I understand we all have special missions and special things we'd like to get done. But it seems to me like we have a lot more of people that are observers. And I'm pleased as heck that they're cognizant of what's going on and observant. But I feel like it comes right back to that same question. What are you doing? Complaining's nice. But what are you doing?
1: Yeah. Well, I've always said if you're going to complain about something, put your money where your mouth is. So that's why I ran for office. I'm pretty sure that's why you ran for office too.
0: Exactly. I, I, I said, you know, I'm screaming into the wind here. I'm, I'm complaining. I'm, I'm mean on a, oh, I'm, I'm good on a keyboard. And I mean, and, and so I'm asking all these questions and nobody's answering. So I said, well, maybe what I need to do is get in the middle of the mess. Then at least if I'm asking questions, I can look somebody in the eye and go, all right, let's dance. Because yeah. I really want to know this answer. And you can't run away from me because I'm sitting right across the aisle from you, or I'm sitting at the desk right next to you, and I'm going, yeah, come on, let's, let's chat. But that, like I said, do I want the job? No. And I understand most people don't want the job. But we got to have somebody, and we need more than the keyboard warriors.
1: And we need somebody that once they're in office, we know they're not going to get swayed.
0: Because that, that. You
1: look at the, the freshman legislators, yes. legislatures, you can't tell me that. And God bless them. I mean, there was a lot of young kids that got brought in this last session. There were. Um, but you can't tell me that the special interest groups and the lobbyist groups weren't inviting them out to dinner. Oh, here, we'll take care of you on this night. But you just got to listen. It's like a freaking timeshare kit. It is. <laughs> Come have a free meal. But you got to listen to my 15-minute presentation.
0: And I'll also be honest, when they get there, there's always another legislature, legislator who's been there a while who wants to take them under their wing. Because you don't know what's happening. So I'm going to make sure you get the inside scoop. And what we need is people, quite frankly, who have been around the block a few times, who can go, you know what, you're right. This is my first time here, but I'm okay. I'm going to figure this out for myself.
1: Oh, I got one last bill, Kit. Go for it. Let's make it like NASCAR. Everybody's got to wear a vest with who their sponsors are.
0: (laughs) I don't think they're wearing enough clothing for it. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I seriously don't. Like I said, when my, one of my little guys in, in Podunk Hillsboro gets, gets a donation from Pfizer, and I'm looking through and I'm going, what the hell? You, you know, Who do you know? From? Yep, there it was, Pfizer. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm done. I, I understand how this works. I get politics. I just don't want to play the game. And yeah. I refuse to play the game, and I've never been good at game playing, and I'm not going to play this one. Oh.
1: NASCAR vests, and tell me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the solution. Well, Marvin, what <laughs> else do you have to say for the good of or the order before we sign off here and bow out from another Monday?
1: Uh, just the shameless plug. Um, I, I do. Here's the deal with Shiloh. Uh, you can find out more about us at hddpodcastmd.com. We're running a couple times a week. We do eight o'clock, so you can watch later. And like yeah, Kit, we we've had her on. We've come in <laughs> up with you I've because- had
0: you guys on. We're see. We don't have yeah. egos. We know that no, y'all got the western part of the state, I got the eastern part of the state, and we're trying to marry the two. Plus, my 100%. my wonderful organization, Grand Fork's Best Source, has just done a beautiful intro and exit for your show, so I think that's awesome, too, because my boys do good work. <laughs>
1: we are super excited you guys got us hooked up for that, because, like, it, it's nice because we have western West Shiloh, we have central, I mean, I'm almost, I'm Bismarck, so I yep. mean, it's, kind of central, and then we got the east side with you. So if we got an issue, it kind of shoots across all three shows. Well, the one thing
0: we have in common is we, we speak the, we speak our truth, and we want more people to understand that there's information out there and they need to have it. And yeah. uh, and it, we'll, we'll both do the, the best we can to get everybody the best information we can. And by gosh, you guys got to watch that intro and exit that my boys put together because I got good boys that work here. Marvin, thank you again so much. I really appreciate it
1: yeah awesome being on with you
0: take care darren say hey to shiloh i'll be watching you guys tonight everybody common sense uncensored for another monday stay warm out there winter is here